In this episode, we discuss Agile OD and how the integration of the Agile iterative method with organization development methods, tools, and techniques is revolutionizing the practice of OD. Welcome to another episode of All Things OD, where I'm here to help you offer more, be more, and live more. Whether you're serving as an OD practitioner, change management professional, or business transformation consultant. I'm your host, Randall Scott, and it's great to be with you here today. As mentioned, in today's episode, we're going to discuss what is the Agile Iterative Method and why the integration of Agile with OD matters today. We'll discuss how you can integrate the Agile Iterative Method into your existing workflow. We'll discuss what are the benefits of integrating Agile Iterative Method with OD. And finally, we'll discuss how to properly govern Agile OD experimental work. Now, before we begin, I want to offer you a free resource that complements our discussion today, and that is a free copy of our ebook on Hybrid OD, The Emerging Future of Organization Development. If you've been curious about the integrative power of leveraging both diagnostic and dialogic forms of OD in your work, then this ebook is for you. You can obtain the free ebook at henosispartners.com slash hybridod, or if you're watching on YouTube, you can click on the link in the description below. All right, let's jump in. We begin by addressing the question, what is Agile OD and why does it matter? Well, first off, Agile OD reflects an integration of the Agile Iterative Method with organization development to manage the execution and delivery of system-wide interventions to improve a system. Agile OD also reflects a long-brewing need for OD and change leaders to implement value not as a one-off Big Bang change effort, but more as periodic increments of value delivery. Agile OD also reflects acknowledgement that the world is pulsing faster today, and therefore the pace with which we introduce change needs to pulse faster as well. The reason why Agile OD matters is that an organization's very survival is on the line. Slow changing and slow adopting organizations in a context of rapid, disruptive change represents a death sentence. Hence, we as change agents need to pulse faster. The value we help facilitate needs to be delivered faster. Agile OD, as you will learn, is the way to do just that. Now, before we discuss the integration of Agile with OD, let's first get clear on what we mean by the Agile Iterative Method. Agile is a framework for organizing and managing work, typically in time-bound sprints, for example, in two-week intervals. And the essence of Agile can be described in three words, rapid learning cycle. The core of the Agile Iterative Method centers on events or ceremonies, four in particular, sprint planning, the sprint and use of the daily huddle, sprint reviews, and sprint retrospectives. Together, these four events represent the agile or iterative approach. 
So let's understand each of these events better. The Agile iterative method begins with sprint planning, which is when we determine what to work on during the sprint, including the design of our experiments. As part of our sprint planning event, we review our master backlog, which you could think of as a master list of future to-dos, future action items that we need to perform. And it's from this master list that we actually create or produce our sprint backlog, which are the list of activities that we're going to perform or execute during the current sprint. And once we get clear on what we want to focus on during our sprint, we then execute the sprint, which again could be anywhere from a two to four week time bound activity of work. And during such time, we're conducting daily huddles, which is an opportunity for those that are part of the change effort to state their daily or weekly commitments to achieve sprint goals. Your role as an OD change leader during the course of a sprint is to provide coaching to the team on how best to use the Agile framework, in addition to providing any help to clear obstacles along the way. Once we've completed our sprint, we then initiate our sprint review, which is a post-sprint evaluation of what we expected to happen versus what actually happened, including summarizing the team's accomplishments and key learnings. And following a review, we conduct a sprint retrospective, which is a post-sprint summary of key reflections and course corrections to carry into the next sprint. Now, there are a few roles to be mindful of when leveraging the Agile iterative method. The first role is the product owner role, or owner for short. And the owner is responsible for achieving the sprint goals. You could think of the owner role as a project manager or maybe the sponsor of the effort. A second role is the coaching role, who serves as a process expert guiding the team. As mentioned, this is the role of the OD change leader. And finally, there's the team, which is comprised of individuals who are ultimately responsible for completing the sprint tasks. And as you execute the Agile framework, there are a few rules to also be mindful of. For example, work has a context that is time-bound. That is, sprints are defined in a two to four week interval. Work is also organized, as mentioned, in the form of backlogs. We have a master backlog, which serves as a master list of future to-dos, and we have the sprint backlog, which is a list of things that the team is working on during the current sprint. In addition to that, when leveraging the Agile framework, we chunk work into low, medium, and high effort in terms of time and complexity. In addition to that, we also prioritize work in terms of urgency versus impact. And finally, the Agile framework is synonymous with visual management, where work is measured and made visible for all to see. So in summary, the Agile framework is a framework for organizing and managing work in time-bound sprints. It's a framework that can be described as a rapid learning cycle that is comprised of four events, three primary roles, and a lightweight set of governing rules. Next, we address the question of why Agile and why now? Well, one reason of why Agile, why now, is that 
Today we operate in an industry 4.0 world, a world that is characterized by being globally connected. Globally connected through the Internet of Things, and increasingly the Internet of Services. It's also a world characterized by cyber-physical systems. Medical devices, for example, are increasingly integrating greater and greater amounts of technology and those devices being implanted within humans. We're seeing the rise of self-driving cars, and smart factories have been with us for the better part of a decade. We're also seeing technology trends that would indicate that we're also operating within an industry 4.0 world. Trends such as the use of big data, cloud computing, increasing digitization, and automation, specifically artificial intelligence and machine learning. In an industry 4.0 world, organizations need to be more agile to simply survive, let alone thrive. In addition to that, the pace of innovation is rapidly accelerating. Consider that over 200 years elapsed from the introduction of the printing press around the year 1400 and the telescope in the year 1600. From the year 1600 all the way up through the early 1900s, we see an increasing pace of innovation. From the introduction of the steam engine, to the telegraph, to automobiles and the telephone. But since around the 1970s, we've seen a geometric increase in the pace of innovation. From the introduction of the personal computer, to the introduction of the internet, cell phones, and DVDs. To where we are today, with the rise of social media, such as Google, YouTube, and Facebook. To driverless cars, delivery drones, tools such as ChatGPT and the rise of AI, and finally the metaverse. The pace of innovation is indeed accelerating and will likely continue in that manner in the years to come. It is also for this reason that we say Agile is relevant today. Another reason for why Agile, why now, is that much of today's work is no longer predictable and requires high agility. Up to about the 1980s, our operating environments were somewhat predictable and an organization's focus or goals in a more predictable world is stability, driving of efficiency, and optimizing of operations. However, today, with the rise of the Internet and other disruptive technologies, we now operate in an unpredictable environment. And in such an environment, an organization needs to focus more on agility than stability. They need to focus more on being innovative than driving for efficiency. And they need to be more focused on experimenting their way forward than trying to optimize operations. Another reason of why Agile is that staying competitive today depends on experimentation and rapid iterations that allow us to learn quickly by failing fast. As experimentation and the use of the Agile framework or the iterative framework allows for faster innovation. And so the model that works today is more of a try-fail, try-fail model until we achieve success. And finally, why Agile? Well, Agile is a rapid innovation framework that's attuned to help solve complex adaptive challenges, the types of challenges that increasingly we as OD and change leaders are being asked to help facilitate and solve for. It's important to understand the distinction between simply complicated projects 
and complex projects. For example, with complicated projects, we know where we are, and we know where we want to be, and we know all the steps to get there. These are the types of problems or projects that we've executed before. Complex projects or complex adaptive challenges are different in that we know where we want to be and we have a hypothesis on how to get there, but we don't fully know all the steps along the way. This is where experimentation and use of the agile iterative method become central to us helping solve for complex adaptive challenges. So it's for all of these reasons that we say, why Agile and why now? To add to why Agile, why now, it's important that we acknowledge that we're operating in tuna-like conditions today of turbulence, uncertainty, novelty, and ambiguity. And such conditions demand a method and set of tools that are suited for the times. And it is because of such conditions, as mentioned, that increasingly we, as OD change leaders, are being asked to help facilitate and solve for complex adaptive challenges, the types of challenges where neither the root cause issues are fully known, nor are the solutions to address or resolve such challenges. To say it differently, we are being asked to help solve challenges where we can only see 20 feet ahead of ourselves at any given moment. It's the equivalent to driving in the fog. Hence, we need a better way to approach systemic level change that is more inquiry or conversation-based, experiential-based, emergence-oriented, foresight-driven, and holistic or inclusive of all the parts. I often leverage the Kinevin change model to help educate leadership on the difference between complicated challenges versus complex challenges, where with complicated challenges, our path forward is to sense what is happening, analyze the situation, and then respond. In this situation, we can leverage expert resources leveraging good practices to get the job done. However, solving for a complex adaptive challenge is something altogether different, where first we need to probe, that is experiment, then sense what is happening, and then respond accordingly. This is what I mean when I say that we can only see 20 feet ahead of ourselves at any given moment. And so it's for all of these reasons that we need to leverage a method like the Agile Iterative Method to help support experiential work, to help support solving complex adaptive challenges. Now that we've established the case for why Agile, Let's address the question, how can you integrate Agile into your workflow? Well, perhaps the quickest way to integrate the Agile iterative method with traditional, that is, diagnostic OD, is to leverage the hybrid OD strategic learning model. As a refresh, if you're interested in the hybrid OD model, as mentioned from the onset of this episode, you can visit henosispartners.com slash hybrid OD to get our free ebook on hybrid OD. Or if you're watching in YouTube, you can click on the link in the description below. The hybrid OD model is a modern, rapid, inquiry-based, foresight-driven strategic learning model. And there are three sequences that define the hybrid OD model. There's a diagnostic sequence, a dialogic sequence, and an experiential sequence. And it's within the experiential sequence 
that we leverage the Agile framework to manage execution of OD change interventions. So what does it look like to experiment our way forward to leverage the Agile or iterative method? Well, it begins with a little bit of planning, where we acknowledge where we are, that is our current condition, and we reconfirm where we want to be in the form of an objective or vision. From there, we define our next target condition during our sprint planning session. That is, where do we want to be two weeks from now? And so the experimental journey from going from where we are to where we want to be is about iterating and leveraging the Agile method towards achieving multiple different target conditions along the way. That is, we conduct rapid, frequent, micro-experiments to incrementally move from where we are to where we want to be. Upon defining our next target condition, we then identify what obstacles exist from going from our current condition to our next target condition. Upon identifying these, we then choose which obstacles to focus on first. And finally, we design our experiments to overcome such obstacles to achieve our target condition. So this is what experimenting our way forward looks like when leveraging the Agile or Iterative method. We establish or define a target condition, and then we experiment our way forward, overcoming obstacles in the process. Ultimately, our experimental journey brings us to the point of realizing our vision. Next, we address the question, what are the benefits of combining Agile with OD? Well, as it turns out, there are a number of benefits that accrue to an organization when they integrate the Agile iterative method with OD. For example, such integration helps accelerate organizational, team, and individual learning. It helps accelerate value delivery as we're delivering in increments of value. It positions a company to better adapt and respond to fast-changing conditions. Perhaps one of the most interesting benefits of combining Agile with OD is that it unleashes or ignites a dormant innovation engine within the organization. Such integration also helps establish a competitive advantage for an organization in the marketplace, and this being due to faster learning, faster value delivery, and faster innovation. Another benefit of combining or integrating Agile with OD is that we get a more efficient use of company resources, as people and money allocations are tied to experimental results. Yet another benefit of combining Agile with OD is that we create an army of highly skilled problem solvers that are able to solve for complex adaptive challenges. And over time, pulsing faster as an organizational discipline becomes embedded in the organization's DNA. Further, better solutions are typically proposed and implemented due to Agile's learn-by-doing approach. As an Agile coach, one of the things that excites me most is that conducting experiments generates incredible excitement and commitment from staff who are participating in the change effort. And finally, the solutions that teams develop are more sustainable long-term due to such commitment. So these are just some of the benefits of combining Agile or the iterative method with organization development. 
Now a question you may have is how do we manage Agile OD? What does the governance of this model look like? Let's address this question next. First off, to properly govern Agile OD, you will need to meet and talk differently. There will be a need for you as the OD change leader to establish or define a governance structure to manage a portfolio of self-organized initiatives. And the structure can be rather lightweight in design. It's comprised of a leadership committee, you serving as the OD change leader advisor, and the team leaders of each of the self-organized initiatives that have been tasked with helping solve for the complex adaptive challenge. Such review meetings would typically be conducted monthly, and the draft agenda for such meetings would look like the following. The team leaders would share their current status on their self-organized initiative. They would share what experiments they're conducting and the key findings and learnings that are emerging from those experiments. They're sharing what obstacles they've encountered along the way and the support requirements that they need from leadership to overcome such obstacles. The team leader would also share what the team is doing at an individual level to learn in the flow of work, that is to role model the new. And they would also provide feedback to the leadership team on their use of the agile iterative method. And finally, depending on the status of an initiative and the value that a particular experiment is deriving, there would also be talk on maybe how to scale a particular innovation or solution further beyond just the convening team. So this is just one way to properly manage Agile OD. In order to properly manage Agile OD, an organization will also need to lead differently. And the reason for this is that most organizational leaders are not familiar with utilizing an emergent, dialogic-based, agile-infused method to drive change. So let's take a look at some habitual ways that leaders feel and think about such things and what you'll need to do as an OD change leader to help educate leaders to accept the new. So, for example, one way that leaders feel and think about emergent, dialogic-based, agile-infused methods are the following, is that this dialogic stuff is new to me and feels too touchy-feely to produce anything meaningful. It does not feel like real work. If you are on the receiving end of this comment, you should educate leaders that reality in organizations is socially constructed through conversation, through interaction, through engaging in dialogue and storytelling. Another habitual way that leaders feel and think about such things is how will we know that this approach is working? What indicators will we use to measure progress? To this, you'll need to educate leaders that new performance or progress indicators are needed that are more tuned to measure are we moving in a desired direction of travel versus trying to achieve a specific outcome. Specifically, what you'll need to educate leaders on is the need to use indirect measures of change. Later in this episode, we'll take a look at a number of different indirect measures of dialogic-based change. Another habitual way that leaders feel and think is, how can I maintain control, exhibit control, in front of my staff? To this, you'll need to educate leaders that dialogic emergent change requires self-organization and self-management, 
and that a servant leadership and sensibility is what is really needed to best support self-organized teams. Another habitual way that leaders feel and think towards emergent, dialogic-based, agile-infused methods is with them commenting, saying, I don't see a master plan that will take us from where we are to where we want to be. To this, you'll need to educate leadership that solving complex adaptive challenges is emergent work. We can only see 20 feet ahead of ourselves at any given moment. Hence, we need to experiment our way forward. This is where sharing the Kinevin change model that we discussed earlier could be helpful to educate leaders on the difference between complicated challenges and complex challenges. And finally, another habitual way that leaders feel and think towards such things is, can I expect results in the next three months? What predictions or certainty can you offer? And to this, you'll need to educate leaders that solving complex adaptive challenges cannot be predicted in advance. We experiment, assess, reflect, learn, and then we try again. That is, we iterate. This is the recipe for success. Now, in addition to talking differently and leading differently to properly manage Agile OD, you will also need to measure differently. And to be specific, you'll need to leverage intangible measures of both effectiveness and value delivery. So the measures that you could use to both educate and share with leadership periodically are the following. The number of experiments or probes that have been implemented and completed. You can measure the extent to which there's greater vitality of the change effort, measuring in effect the vigor, the aliveness, and energy demonstrated from those participating in the change effort. You can measure increased trust amongst and between leadership and staff. You could measure the number of new relationships or connections that have been established or restored. You could also measure the extent to which there's greater confidence amongst leadership and staff in their ability to solve complex adaptive challenges. You could assess and measure whether better collaboration exists amongst and between people and functions. Another way to measure is to assess whether there's been reduced conflict, organizational friction, when introducing change. You could measure new patterns of adaptive behavior, such as increased creativity and increased innovations. You could measure the extent to which mindsets have been altered in the form of changed assumptions, beliefs, and habits of expectation. And finally, you could measure the extent to which new narratives or generative images are taking hold in the organization. So all of these examples represent good intangible measures of both effectiveness and value delivery, but given that these are new ways of measuring from a leader's perspective, you'll need to educate them on the need to measure in this way. And finally, to properly manage or govern the use of Agile OD, you'll need to scale change differently. If a self-organized initiative shows great results or promise, as an OD change leader, it is your obligation to manage the innovation to organization interface, to seek funding, and to scale the change further. Doing this involves catalyzing discussion with the leadership committee and other key influencers for opportunities to scale. An effective way to help you with this task is to develop a case study of the successful pilot and then socialize the pilot and the results via town hall events or within innovation forms and social media. 
the criteria that you can share with leadership on what would serve as good candidates to scale change further is the following. Whether the solution is extensible, relevant, and feasible to ripple out to other teams or areas within the organization. Another criteria is whether incremental benefit and impact is possible from rippling the solution outward. And finally, we would be looking for initiatives where the incremental effort to scale the benefits is moderate to low, that certain accelerators exist to fast flow the scaling efforts. So in summary, to properly manage or govern Agile OD, you'll need to talk differently, you'll need to lead differently, you'll need to measure differently, and as we just discussed, you'll need to scale change differently. Now, at this point, you might be asking, well, what is the role of an OD change leader when leveraging Agile OD? Let's discuss this question next. There are two capacities that an OD change leader would serve in when leveraging Agile OD. The first capacity is to serve in a team-based coaching role. And in this role, your tasks would be the following. To provide training and ongoing coaching in the use of the Agile or Scrum framework the iterative method. You'll need to provide coaching on how to design experiments and set weekly learning goals, leveraging an experimental record sheet, for example. And you'll need to role model team effectiveness best practices to maximize both individual and team learning. Now, in parallel with that, you'll also need to provide leadership-based coaching. Coaching, for example, on the following. Resetting expectations with leadership on how best to measure progress and value delivery with emergent dialogic work. You'll need to coach or educate on the type and level of support needed from leadership to support such emergent dialogic work. You'll need to manage what's referred to as the innovation to organization interface to ensure experiential work efforts can be successful and properly scaled. And you'll need to manage the administrative to adaptive interface to protect experiential work from external politics and top-down preferences. So these represent just some of the ways that you as an OD change leader can provide value to an organization when leveraging Agile OD. I'll conclude this episode with some final thoughts. First off, we live in a time of profound disruption, and the world will only pulse faster over time. Hence, we need a method to deliver change that is suited for the times. The Agile Iterative Method is such method. As you look to integrate Agile with your OD work, I would encourage you to leverage the Hybrid OD Strategic Learning Model, as it's the quickest and surest way to integrate diagnostic, dialogic, and experiential method, tools, and techniques to deliver exceptional results. And as discussed, increasingly, solving for complex adaptive challenges is the task of the OD change leader today. And it's important for you to know that solving for such challenges can only occur effectively, sustainably, through use of a method that allows for exploratory, iterative development to occur. 
And finally, to be successful today, an OD change leader will need to coach individuals and teams in the use of the agile iterative method, in addition to coaching leaders on how best to support and nurture emergent, dialogic, agile-driven work. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you found the content in this episode helpful. Please share your comments below, and if you like this video, hit the subscribe button and click the bell to get notified of all future weekly episodes. Also, don't forget to get your free resource. If you're watching on YouTube, click the link in the description below, or you can visit henosispartners.com slash hybridod. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode.